I wish I could put my fists through the whole clouds of beautiful town. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm joined by your other lovely host, Jess. What's up? What up? What up? (laughs) (laughs) It's fake Monday. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's thrown me off. So bad. Uh huh. I just feel like I'm. I don't even know who I am or what year it is. So I'm gonna put it out there that I am drinking tonight. So I apologize Good. in advance. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Treat yourself. I've had a crazy 48 hours. Um, yeah. Which I'm not going to explain on the pod. Sorry. Nope. But if you know me, you know what happened. So yeah. Yep. Fuck. Fuck everybody. Except yep. my friends <laughs> and people that are awesome, <laughs> basically. We got lots of news. We got so when, – when we were trying to decide uh, what we wanted to talk about this week or when I had texted you, what do you want to talk about? We were like, uh, Vanity Fair, I feel like, can take up the entire episode for the most part. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be talking a lot about that. But we also got some news from Del Rey – about Alphabet Squadron, and I'm so stoked. I know. I didn't know. I mean, like, I knew I was going to like this book, but mm-hmm. now I'm, like, super excited for this book to come out. Same. And the art that they posted on their Twitter looks so fucking cool. It does. Also, I was, like, I was honestly kind of surprised in terms of um, not everybody's, like, an X-Wing pilot. They've got an X-Wing, yeah. a U-Wing, A-Wing, Y-Wing, and B-Wing, which um, I ha- I don't know if they've put out any, like, squadron books for, like, new canon, but to my understanding in, like, Legends, X-Wing Squadron was usually composed of just X-Wings. So it's kind of cool that we mm-hmm. get all these different ships. Yeah, it's super cool. And I love how in the art they show what ship yeah. they pilot or co-pilot or whatever yeah. it's super cool yeah. yeah so if you don't know what we're talking about star uh del rey the del rey star wars account um posted like every day last week a different character main character from alphabet squadron and so it's they're super cool yeah. looking like there's art there's a description of the characters which will run mm-hmm. down oh my god it's so cool Let's go through those characters now because I was excited about this book, but now I'm like fucking stoked about this book because of these characters. So we start mm-hmm. with Kairos, who is a Ewing pilot, and uh, her little description is Cairo is Kairos is as distant and unknowable as the void through which she flies. Just as her monstrous mask hides her face, her silence hides her past. All her co-pilots understand is her loyalty to the Republic and the frightening violence that she employs in its name. She's my girlfriend, (laughs) and I love her. (laughs) Her mask is super creepy looking, and I love it. Like, it look there's like this, like, plate on the front, Mm -hmm. and she just has like a single line to be able to see out of. It looks, it's very, like, ooh, it's very robot looking. Yeah. I guess droid, since we're in this universe. (laughs) I want her to step on me. (laughs) Also, Ewings are my favorite. I fucking love Ewings. They're so cool. I like, I love them too. Um, I, me and Billy, well, we don't really play as much anymore because I 
not good at it. So of course I don't want to play if I'm not good uh-huh. at it. But um, we used to play X Wings, the tabletop game, uh-huh. and I, I, um, I always ended up having to play the Rebellion side because Billy always took the <laughs> um, Imperials or the Scum and Villainy. And um, I always loved the the U wings. I always souped mine up. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, so this next character is Will Lark. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's spelled like a Star Wars Will. <laughs> it can't be normal, like W I L L. So it's W Y L. He is an A wing pilot, and he is described as a youth spent on the backs of flying beasts on this peaceful home remote home world gave Will Lark a near supernatural gift for piloting as well as a kindness and empathy that has never run dry. But war is a precarious place for a soul as gentle as I his. I love him. <laughs> oh, I'm so That's scared for him. He's exactly my type. <laughs> so sweet. Our sweet, precious oh, baby Will. I just want to hug him. No, gentle souls gentle in Star Wars don't don't go well (laughs) oh it hurts i'm prepared for a world of pain when it comes to willark i know and this is a trilogy so we have three books to be in pain (laughs) the next person is nath tencent and he is a y y wing pilot uh and his He's described as his easy demeanor makes him seem like a starport lunkhead, but don't be fooled. (laughs) He outlived his unit. He outlived the Empire. And now that Lieutenant Quell has pulled him back into the war, he's determined to outlive her, too. Um, I think he's very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to throw that out there. There's something about, like, the ponytail and the hair and the... the scruff mm-hmm. yeah he I'm, seems i'm all about that and he seems like a bad boy yeah yeah that's kind of my type unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> we're like a totally opposite size of the <laughs> well it's funny because like billy looks like this like badass like biker dude but he's really a big softy on the inside Aww. so that's like the best I, I ha- though I know. So I like the way Nath looks, but what I really want is a will. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that like looks like a Nath. Maybe like deep down, like he has feelings that he doesn't want to let out. And over the course of the trilogy, we see him get softer. Mm, I'll help him get those feelings <laughs> out. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. No, don't. Remember, me. I'm drinking. <laughs> Do not apologize for your thirst. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally like what is it? It's like a a black and white like drawing of this character, and I'm thirsting, and he I don't even I can't even see his full face. I can just see his profile, and I'm like, yeah, get some. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So this last character, who I feel like is going to be a fan favorite, uh-huh. uh, is Chas Nachatic, B wing pilot. Um. Her description is Chas Nachadic has watched her heroes fall one after another in the name of freedom, leaving her behind. Now, as the tide turns, Chas is adrift. Alphabet's mission may be her chance to find her meaning in life if she can be convinced not to seek it in death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and there's like this cool... Where is it? Um, there's a. They tweeted out a fun fact about Chas, and it says she keeps a collection of music in her B-wing to listen to and sing along with during battle, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And 
one of her fallen heroes is Jin Erso. Oh. Which immediately made me love her uh-huh. so much. And she's an alien. I know. She is an alien, which is really and cool. she's hot. Yeah, she has like a mohawk. Uh, yeah. Her lips are beautiful. <laughs> I kind of want to kiss them. <laughs> she has like these cool, I don't know if they're horns or if they're just like, I don't know what they are, but they're coming out like from her eyebrows, like these yeah. three little horn things. And yeah, she's hot. Yeah. Oh, so these are our Alphabet Squadron characters. And oh my God. Oh, and that, we forgot about Quell. Where is she? Yeah, they didn't they they gave a like a description of her a long time ago. Um I'm to find it. <laughs> I think that was the whole thing of like, well, we've introduced you to Quell, so let's introduce you to the rest of the squadron. Um and then yeah. we have our alphabet squadron leader. Is it Erica or Eureka? I think it's Erica. Okay. Being, Erica being a Star Wars Erica. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like Star Wars will. Um, (laughs) Erica Quell is our X-Wing pilot, and her little biography is Erica Quell served in the Galactic Empire as part of the 204th Imperial Fighter Wing during its reign over the galaxy before eventually defecting. Quell and four other pilots of the New Republic, the successor government of the Rebel Alliance, were selected to join the newly formed Alphabet Squadron after the decisive Battle of Endor. General Harrison Dula tasked Alphabet Squadron with tracking down and destroying Shadow Wing, a lethal force of TIE fighters. Oh my god. I'm so excited that Hera's gonna be in this too. <laughs> so there's a blip on the back cover that I just found that um, the Del Rey account tweeted out, mm-hmm. and it's like a conversation between Hera and Erica and it says how well do you know your squadron General Sindula asked well enough Quell wanted to answer but she knew it wasn't the reply the general was looking for I've read their profiles I've talked to Adon's droid and gotten its opinion I've participated in all right you're not the eats with the pilot sort of commander so let me put it this way you know your squadron will fight but will they fight for you Quell said nothing do you do they know that you'll fight for them? God, I feel like <laughs> I'm going to be obsessed with this book. The hashtag that's oh, so I found the tweet that finally uh-huh. <laughs> uh, introducing Erica Quell, and we don't get like a like a profile mm-hmm. as much as we did for the other ones, but there is a hashtag at the end of the tweet that says "Victory has a price." Oh God. <laughs> Because of course this is Star Wars, <laughs> so Star Wars is pain. Oh my god, I'm super excited for this. Yeah, you know me too. It comes out June, I think. Yeah, next month. Oh my god, June 11th. I'm so excited. I need to pre-order it so that it comes to my house on that day. I need to order it from the library because <laughs> I'm gonna be moving soon and i don't want to buy any more stuff big fair (laughs) don't need to move more shit (laughs) exactly i need to get rid of things all right well we also got a huge drop of news that everybody always waits for before the new star wars movie comes out and that was the vanity fair article um and in this we got a couple of new tidbits of information like some uh, new planets, uh, the names of 
Richard E. Grant's and Carrie Russell's characters, which if you've kind of been like looking around leaks, isn't news to you, but still cool. <laughs> um, and also some absolutely stunning pictures. Um, yeah. Annie Leibovitz uh, kills it. Kills she, it once again. She's incredible. She uh, just, uh, I can't even, like, she's got such an eye for it. And obviously that's why she does what she does. But I just, every time I'm like, holy shit. Even the set photos. Like, if I took yeah. a photo like this, it would look like a mess. Right. <laughs> like, there's just, like, people everywhere. Like, no one's paying attention. Like, there's a photo where, like, there's a camera guy working on something. Like, these these guys are, like, pushing the, the dolly thing that the camera is on. I don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. Like, no one's looking at the camera. Like, there's an um someone's holding an umbrella over C-3PO. And there's just, like, all this, like, wiring in the background and, like, machines and... This photo could be a mess, but it looks like a piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> like a Renaissance it's, painting. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, beautiful fucking art, the picture of Finn and Jana. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I want that, that some framed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There was just like a big flash of lightning and it scared the bejesus out of me. Yes, I do want that frame, too. <laughs> Janna looks like this warrior queen, uh -huh. like with a bow and arrow, like like almost side saddle uh -huh. on this this space horse. And these space horses have like tusks. They're like I so badass them. looking. And she's like has her arrow drawn and is has a cape and oh my god. And then Finn just looks so good. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I'm so excited for Janna. I'm so excited yeah. for her. And I'm praying. But they don't do her dirty like Me too. they did to Val. Me too. I'm trying really hard just to be hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. Yeah. But like, it's I hard. feel like, okay, so she's a character that's, that JJ has created. And I feel like JJ tends to do well by his characters. Yeah, which makes me nervous for other characters. Yeah, we'll get to that. That have been introduced <laughs> in The Last Jedi. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a yeah. second. Um, we've got some possible Knights of Ren. That's what the picture caption labeled them as, I think. Um, but yeah, finally getting the Knights of Ren, which is wild after all this time. Yeah, they've been kind of a... What? <laughs> what are those? Yeah. And they look cool. Yeah, they do, but honestly, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just excited to have more bad guys cuz I mm. always love I love the way that they look. Like their costumes look really cool. Like they're all like in you know, they're all covered in helmets and they have cloaks and capes and crazy looking weapons. Like this one guy looks like he has a gun for an arm. Lit. <laughs> <laughs> And this other guy has like a like a meat cleaver that's like <laughs> half the size of his body. Like it's so big. Um yeah, they just look badass. Yeah. It just it kind of looks like um from some of the other pictures that we've gotten that that uh force vision that Ray has in the Force Awakening. The Force Awakening, mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. <laughs> I'm a fake Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> um the force vision that she has in that film uh, where she's like, it's raining and she's on the ground and there's Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Like 
it could possibly be in this film and that was a vision of the future who yeah. knows who knows who knows um, one of the other pictures that we got is of Carrie Russell's character, Zori Bliss, which I kind of really like that yeah. name. That's a fun name. Me too. And her fucking costume is awesome. She looks so cool. Yeah. So her helmet reminds me of the fighters in Battlestar Galactica, like Ooh. the ships. Like they look like they have like a face, like the, the, the eye, I guess the eye opening is a little different, um, but that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Um, that's like immediately what I thought of, but oh my god, her costume, that red color, yeah. that like burgundy, dark burgundy color with the gold oh, looks so that's cool. My <laughs> I saw a lot yep. of people drawing comparisons of her helmet to uh, Enfys Nests, and then yeah. it kind of has a similar yeah, shape and stuff like that. And she's on a snowy planet, mm. so who knows? And she's seen in the caption on the the photo is she's seen in the thieves' quarter, Ooh. so I wonder. I'm I mean I know we don't really do speculation mm -hmm. very well but that's an interesting way to present her yeah. I mean I know all these photos are staged like they're not actual like production mm -hmm. photos but hmm. things that make you go hmm. <laughs> yep yep oh sorry something happening is happening <laughs> you have thunderstorms I have stickball <laughs> possible tornadoes you know whatever Eh, oh God! Not a big deal. Um, we then we get Hux with Richard E. Grant's Allegiant General Pride with a Y, because it's Star Wars. I love his First Order yeah. costume so much. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to be a Lady Pride. Yeah, <laughs> Lady Pride. <laughs> and Hux just looks so as upset, always, as always, and I love it. <laughs> Can I say something really fucking dumb? So good. So, like, whenever there's yes. new Star Wars news that also mentions Donald Gleason, like, people will just refer mm -hmm. to him by his last name. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, me? We don't even spell it the same way. And I'm like, me? Are you talking to me? Every fucking time. Oh, man, you Irish folk. Oh, well. Um, And then, like I was talking about Earlier, we get Kylo Ren. I got confused because in the show notes, I wrote it as Kyle Ron. Um, <laughs> I didn't even yeah, catch that. that. Was intentional. <laughs> we get Kyle Ron and Ray battling in the rain on top of something. We don't know what, but it is looks it the Death Star. I don't know. I kind of hope it is. That would oh be so cool. Uh, but it looks badass. Yeah, it does. I, oh. I appreciate the um, poetry <laughs> of it yes. rhyming with their first fight in the snow, but then now this is in the rain. Yes. Water, lightsabers, yeah. angst. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. That's the shit we like. Uh, speaking of shit that we like, we also get oh, yeah. a fan-fucking-tastic photo of Billy D. Williams, Oscar Isaac, um, Eunice Tsutamo as Chewie and the two droids BB-8 and Dio uh, looking fine as hell in the Millennium Falcon. Oh, Oscar Isaac, what are you doing? Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, just like the way he's sitting and looking I at you. You're love like, oh. this costume on him. Those gloves. Yeah. I don't... Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> like, just don't even give me started. That wide belt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Someone posted, there's another photo of him somewhere where he's, like, standing in the desert. I don't know if it was part of this or if it was something else, but... um. He, they were like, yeah, I'm getting Rick McConnell vibes from the 1999 yeah. Mummy, and I was like, yes, oh my god, now oh. I want them, I want Oscar Isaac to be in a Mummy film. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, that'd be beautiful. And I also super appreciate how Lando uh, is returning to apparently his favorite youth outfit. <laughs> and it's. <laughs> He's having yeah. a late a late life crisis because he's not yeah. exactly midlife anymore. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but can I say, like, Billy D looks fucking fantastic. He looks so good. And you know what? Like, he can't really walk. Like, he's in a wheelchair most of yeah. the time. And he looks great. Look at how yeah. fit he looks. I <laughs> love when he posts his little fitness videos. They make me so happy. I know. It's so cute. It's like, I appreciate um, you, Billy D. I know. And I love how Dio's just like peeking around the corner yeah. like, hey guys, I want to be a part I, of this. I want to be Uncle <laughs> Dio and BB-8 all day. I wonder if I wonder if Dio is Lando's droid. Ooh. Okay. Um, I like how Lando's outfit implies that like fashion is recycling itself. Like, <laughs> like how it says here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like what was, what was in when he was younger and uh, is coming back around and he's able to wear it again. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking fly again. <laughs> what if like he still has the, his old like Lando Chronicles vlogs Oh my and like, god! <laughs> like, like Finn or Ray or Poe finds them and is like, um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my god! I can't wait to see them all interact. Ah! Oh my god! It's gonna be so good. Like, I know they were literally sitting next to each other, Poe and Lando. But like, there's something not connecting in my brain that they are going to all interact with one another. It didn't hit me until just now. Like, and I've looked at this oh. photo so many times since last week. <laughs> oh my god! Ah. Um. Speaking of things that make you want to die inside, um, we get a fantastic shot of John Williams conducting the London Symphony Orchestra, and it has a picture of General Leia in the background. Um, <laughs> and I was not expecting any sort of Leia picture, but I was very happy to get that and I was also very happy to see like the little bits that they talked about her within the article and JJ talking kind of through the process of realizing that he has unused footage from the force awakens that he could manipulate to be into this film and um I think we've talked about this before that you were a fan of recasting and I was just always like kind of stuck in this I don't know what the hell I want because at the end of the day all I wanted was Carrie back Um, but I remember it was right before celebration Orlando, they had a, that, uh, Todd Fisher, Carrie's younger brother was like, Oh, you know, they told us that they're going to use unused footage from the force awakens. Um, and then like at celebration, Kathleen Kennedy was like, no, that's not what we're doing, which turned out to be a big (laughs) fat lie. But like, I remember getting so happy about that because I was like, okay, like I can live with this. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm very glad that this is the route that they're going. I think Kathleen Kennedy probably at that point, like they had decided not to do that. Yeah. And then, I, like you said, JJ's kind of talking through in this article. I didn't read the whole article mm-hmm. to be honest because it was a bunch. There's a bunch of trash in here. Oh but. yeah, I skipped through. <laughs> I skipped through a lot of it. 
Yeah, but him like realizing that this was actually an option yeah. is is awesome. Well, I think I'm glad. I think when she said that to Trevara was still tied to Oh, that's right. Episode, <laughs> I forgot about right? That. I forget he exists. That's a thing. <laughs> I know. Um wow. and then another fucking beautiful shot that I'm probably going to end up making my desktop background. Um I wrote it in the show notes as Luke and R2 and dragon forces through the fire and flames. <laughs> through the fire and flames we carry on. <laughs> I used to run to that music. It's so epic. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that it's going to be like another flashback. Yeah. Well, I mean like this is a obvious, this is a, not a production right. photo. So this is just a posed photo of, of him but yeah i'm assuming he's gonna be either a flashback or ghosty oh he's totally gonna be ghosty ghosty toasty (laughs) look at the okay so the the, um the caption from the photo is from the ashes mark hamill as luke with r2d2 speculation is rampant about who will rise as the skywalker of the movie's title and how that choice will reflect the way the world has changed since star wars debuted in 1977 (sighs) There's something about this title in particular that just really pulls at my heartstrings. I'm not super like attached to it right mm-hmm. now. I'm I'm not ever one to be like super into mm-hmm. titles or anything. I just they're just like until I see the movie yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like that with every literally everything, books, TV shows, mm-hmm. everything. Um, I I don't know. I'm trying to quell my my excitement. Because I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I need to do a better job at that. <laughs> I but it's know. hard because it looks so amazing, and it sounds like this is going to be fucking yeah. epic. Um, some of the quotes that I picked out to kind of support that it's going to be fucking epic that I thought were interesting or like "ow" make you cry. <laughs> um, but this one <laughs> jumped out at me. It was. Sources close to the movie say that the rise of Skywalker will at long last bring to a climax the millennia-long conflict between the Jedi Order and its dark shadow, the Sith. And I mean, like, yeah, duh, of course, like, that makes sense. But there's something about specifically naming Sith in movies post-original trilogy, because we didn't get that word until the prequels. And we still haven't really gotten that in the right. sequel trilogy either. Um, Did we? Did we have that in The Last Jedi? Yes. The Kylo Ren Did... refers to the Sith um, when he's telling okay. Ray, oh my god, that was the biggest flash of lightning. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Please don't die. <laughs> I'll try. Um, when Kylo Ren is telling Ray to let go of all of it. Oh my god, I can hear the thunder. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. That was so loud. This all night. I hope you're drinking too. <laughs> I'm not because I have a really bad headache. That means you should drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, when Kylo Ren is telling Ray to let things die, he mentions the Sith. And then also Luke calls Emperor Palpatine Darth Sidious, which I was like, oh dip. Yeah. I do remember that. I didn't remember that Kylo Ren talked about the Sith. How do you remember this stuff, man? My memory is terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I have like a huge space in my brain for useless movie knowledge, which makes me very good at trivia. 
Yeah, I'm, see, I'm terrible at trivia because I can't remember shit. <laughs> I have terrible recall. So I'm like, I don't know this. Per- I mean, like, we do this all the time. I'm like, who's, what's the name? Like, what's the, this called? Like, dude, I'm the worst. I didn't used to be like this. I have fucking depression, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of depression, <laughs> there was a little, when they were talking about Carrie Fisher, um, there was a little blurb about how JJ had originally written um, scenes for Lieutenant Connick's who uh, is played by Billy Lord, he wrote her so that she wouldn't be in scenes with Carrie because he assumed that it would be hard on her. And she was just like, no, put me in them. I want to be in them. And said something about that it was very important to her to have these scenes so that way one day she could show her kids um, and their kids and stuff like that. And it's just, whew, kill me. (laughs) I know. And it's just, but that's amazing. That's so amazing that she gets to have yeah. that experience, like to be in scenes with like her mother that's gone. Uh, that's such, that's such an amazing I thing. I can't imagine. Like no one in this world is going to get to right. experience most likely except for her. And it, she deserves it. Absolutely. Oh God. Now I'm like sitting here thinking of like Billy watching it on opening night and getting to see herself with her mom again. And that oh really God. fucking hurt. That's I was so thinking hard. about her. Um, oh. I went and saw Booksmart on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and Billy Lord is in it, and she's fucking hilarious. She is so goddamn <laughs> funny. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh, my God. This is – Carrie would have died. She would have loved her in this role. Her um, her voice sounds like young young Carrie and it freaks right? me out every time I hear it like I was I was watching clips of Booksmart because someone made like a little montage of how amazing uh-huh. her comedic timing it is and I was like oh my god is that and young like, Carrie? some of her facial like, expressions <laughs> so I'm like oh my god <laughs> so I'm very excited to see her in this film I love that Lieutenant Connix has kind of gotten an elevated role because mm-hmm. one, hell yeah, and two, it's Billy Lord, and Billy Lord deserves the entire world. So <laughs> she does. Yeah. yeah, she does. Um, and then later on in the article, they're talking a lot about Kyle Ron's and Ray's for skyping, <laughs> and um, uh, there was this quote from Daisy Ridley that I really fucking like. Uh, where she says, I think there's a part of Ray that's like, dude, you fucking had it all. You had it all and you let it go. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. As coming from someone who has nothing, yeah. she's just like, you fucking privileged prick. Yes. Like you had it all. And I, she's like, she has, he has everything that she wanted, you know, or wants, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, meh. Oh, I'm a little bitch. <laughs> Yeah, look, like, I don't want to get into Raylo and all that shit, but, like, there's so many things like that mm-hmm. that make me, like, why would she want a romantic anything with yeah. him? Like, just, there's so many things that just upset yep. me. <laughs> I don't I don't care what the imagery looks like. I don't care what the theming mm-hmm. looks like. Like, on screen, like, there's, uh, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck Kyle Ron. Fuck Kyle Ron, <laughs> punk ass bitch. Then we get a awesome quote from Oscar Isaac, which I mean, we. I'll read it first and then I'll say my thing. Um, whereas in the other films, Poe is kind of this lone wolf, 
Now he's really part of a group. They're going out and going on missions and have much a much more familiar dynamic now. Which, like, obviously we knew before this Vanity Fair article came out because we see them in the trailer. But, like, there's just something about them, him talking about them all interacting. Like, it's just, I'm so excited for our trio oh, to my- really be a trio. I know. I wish they were a quartet. Yep. But... Alas, <laughs> <laughs> we have new planets, which <laughs> we have another desert planet, <laughs> which makes me laugh so hard. And another snow planet. <laughs> oh, because my there God. are only two biomes in Star Wars. I mean, snow planets and desert planets do really make sense to me. It's yeah. really difficult to find that sweet spot to have a planet that's forested with water yeah. and, you know, whatever. Like, having a frozen planet makes sense. Like, we have a lot of that in our own galaxy. And then same with, like, a desert planet. Like, that's essentially what Mars is. Right. Um, but it just drives me nuts. Like, really? We're getting another one? Like, you couldn't just send us back to Jakku? <laughs> Why is everyone would have been funny? <laughs> it would have been fucking funny yeah, if they went back. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, the desert planet's called Pasana, which I keep thinking is Pasadena. <laughs> and it's like confusing me. <laughs> like literally every time I look at it, I'm like, Pasadena. Wait, pa- no, that's not what it is. Wait, how how do you pronounce it? Pasana? I think it's Pasana. Uh, I've been reading it like <laughs> I've been reading it like it's a Tagalog word. And so in like my brain oh. it's like Pasana. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be. Who knows? I We've never heard it pronounced out yeah. loud, so we'll see. Yeah. And then the other one is Kajimi. <laughs> and that's the snow planet. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, it makes sense, but it's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. we're here yep. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Thanks, Star Wars. Let's talk about the lack of our quartet yeah. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. There's um, not a drop of rose or Kelly Marie Tran within this article um, in terms of pictures or in terms of interview. But I guess somebody had reached out to the author of the, of the piece and was like, did you get a chance to talk to Kelly Marie Tran? And he's like, no, she's not doing interviews at this time. I don't know, but that doesn't give an excuse that she's not in the pictures. Yeah. Cause these photos were taken what in April. Yeah. Something like that. March, something like that. Yeah. So it's like she, I mean, if she was on set, she could have been in these photos, but clearly she wasn't on set in, they're filming in Jordan, right? I think, yeah. So she wasn't on set in Jordan. So essentially her character might not be there while they're on this planet. Yeah. Everyone else seems to be there. Right. (laughs) Including Luke. (laughs) Including 3PO. Well, we already knew that he was going to be part of, he was going to be officiating the wedding between Finn and (laughs) Poe on the barge. (laughs) So. With his umbrella, (laughs) his parasol, so he doesn't get sunburned. (laughs) He's like the ultimate Asian grandma, like so worried, so anxious, like has to tell you their opinion all the time, and then has a parasol so they Uh don't get sunburned and don't get freckles. (laughs) I love it. I feel like we talked about this. I don't even remember. This might have been in like the first episode where I we were talking about like being worried about Rose because she's not JJ's character. Um and that sometimes when we get like trailers and stuff, it's pretty indicative of how much somebody is going to be in the film. Um 
in the case of Finn for The Last Jedi, that was pretty true. But then again, in like the case of Kylo Ren with some of The Last Jedi trailers, like he wasn't in it. Like he was only in them briefly, you know, and then we got a shit ton of Kylo Ren. And I don't think that's going to be the case with Rose. (laughs) I hope we find a happy medium. Yeah, I got my hopes up during Celebration when J.J. was like, you know, the best thing Ryan could have ever done was cast Kelly Marie Tran. And during their interview on the Celebration or on the Star Wars show stage, you know, he deferred to her all the time and had her answer questions and was just very loving and caring and seemed like a director who was very proud of his actor. And I pray to God that it shows through in the movie. The cynical part of me thinks that was all because there's not as much of her in the Mm -hmm. film as we would like. (laughs) But the hopeful part of me is that she's just not in this promo material for whatever reason. She's Mm -hmm. doing something else. Maybe she's with Carrie. Um, I understand why they want to showcase like these new characters, like the you know the Knights of Ren and and Carrie Russell's character, mm-hmm. and obviously Lando because it's exciting and they're new and and um, Richard E. Grant as well. But like, it just goes to show that these white dudes and essentially like Annie Leibovitz, mm-hmm. white woman, don't understand how meaningful it is to even have images of promo images of mm-hmm. characters of color because that photo of Finn and Jana is just like, yeah. holy fuck. Like she has her natural hair. She looks badass. Like Finn looks badass. Like, like that is so meaningful to, to black women and black men to mm-hmm. have something like that. And it just shows that that's a big blind spot for people that are promoting these films. Like to have something of Kelly Marie Tran, as Rose in these photos would have been so meaningful for Mm -hmm. Asian fans and it's just kind of overlooked and yeah I mean one photo (laughs) literally like even if she was like in the freaking background which I mean wouldn't have been a good look but also like anything (sighs) so I don't know we just I'm so it it sucks because I I want to feel the same way about Rose I mean, I want to feel the same way about Jana that I felt about Rose when she was first introduced. And I do. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for black women to finally have their spotlight and have this character that hopefully mm-hmm. doesn't die off in the first 15 minutes. And like it's it is sadly tempered by the fact that Kelly Marie Tran right. is very obviously absent in in a lot of this promotional stuff and in the trailer. I mean, mm-hmm. Jana was not in the trailer either, so I don't know, but. I I want to be as excited for yeah. Jana as I am for Rose and it's hard right now. Like I'm I'm having a hard time like being excited for the women of color in this film because yeah. it just seems like they're being sidelined which sucks. Um and also it, I mean part of me is also happy because it seems like Finn is getting like this great you know, he's finally being going to be able to be written as a character right. that written as he deserves. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just I have just very complicated feelings. <laughs> I just I'm excited, but I'm disappointed, but I'm like nervous, but I'm like hopeful. I'm just I'm a plethora of feelings and I don't necessarily yeah. know how to verbalize them right yeah. now. I hope we get more promo <sighs> stuff soon in that. 
Kelly Marie Tran graces the face of all of it. I hope she does the the promo tour too. I, yeah, I know. I do too. It really worries me that um some you know the author was saying that she wasn't doing interviews. I I don't. I hope that's not because of the harassment mm-hmm. that she's received. I hope it's for a different reason. Um, and also this was, when was this written? I mean, I don't know if it was written at the same time that the photos right. were taken, but like this was like pre-celebration essentially, or like right around that same time. So I'm hoping that she realizes the love that she got right. at Celebration is like where it's at. Kelly Marie Tran, if you're listening, <laughs> which you're not, but you know, if you are, <laughs> we love you and we want to support you and please be in interviews. And also, I kind of want to hold your hand. <laughs> Do everything. Do the weird BuzzFeed stuff. But also, like, so make sure they don't read any of my tweets about you. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of, we need to mention this. Speaking of tweets. So, Aaron Kellyman. Oh, God. Aaron Kellyman, who played Enfys Nest, essentially came out on Instagram as queer. Yep. Yep. She sure fucking did. And in her story, she was, was this yesterday <laughs> or today? It was yesterday. So yesterday, she posted a tweet, and I don't know who this tweet was from because she didn't. She cut off the name, but she's like, "I don't have Twitter, but my mom does, and she shows me everything." And the replies to the tweet were, "You and Jeff, <laughs> dinner later." I was the op. Oh, it was you. I was the original. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I know, right? I I posted on Twitter. I'm like, Aaron Kellyman wore plaid high waisted pants with an astrology T shirt tucked into them and a jean jacket over it at celebration, and y'all had the audacity to think she was straight. Yeah. And then Jeff, dinner leader, was like, with rolled up sleeves. And I was like, rolled up sleeves. And I guess Erin Kelly's mom sent that to Erin Kellyman and she posted it on her Instagram story. So that was a fucking wild ride. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> then I, I then I tweeted, I was like, Erin Kellyman's mom, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, your daughter is the coolest and we all love her dearly. And Erin Kellyman's mom replied to me. Little <gasps> PT face emoji. Oh, my God. So, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so I hope she showed that to Aaron because we do love her dearly. Holy shit. And Aaron Kellyman uh, knows who you are. I know. <laughs> this little baby gay. And I'm so excited for her. Oh, my God. And, was- like, this, I mean, so I think it's r- relatively known that Alec Guinness was bi but never really came out. Um. So to to our knowledge, this is like the first big Star Wars actor to have ever come out. Yeah. And that's really fucking important. It is. Absolutely. Um, so this next segment, we decided we wanted to continue. Um, Amanda and I on Rebel Girl started this series of highlighting different women that were um, essentially behind the camera um in the making of star wars that are just not well known and we did um like we talked about marsha lucas kathleen kennedy um some of the women from um the original trilogy that were editors and um uh, writers and script doctors and things like that and so i wanted to continue that series because there's a whole list of women and we didn't get through very many (laughs) we got Mm -hmm. through maybe like six people and so um I think it's really important that today we're going to talk about Jean Bolt and she was um, 
worked on the prequels and it's like this prequel revival that's going on right now with the 20th mm-hmm. anniversary anniversary of phantom menace and all that so um you did some research on her yeah. so i'm gonna let you take it away yeah. but yeah this is part of my legacy from a previous podcast so i hope you guys don't mind that we continue it here because i think it's important for us to know women who made a difference and who are part of this creative process they've always been around and they just don't get as much recognition as some of the men do which sucks but we want to recognize them so here we are i didn't know about gene bolte until the phantom menace panel at celebration um there were four of the creators um, before the actors came out. And I knew two of them. Um, I can't remember what the other guy, what the other guy was, but I definitely didn't know who Jean Bolte was. And that I was like, this is a fucking travesty because she is awesome. And I want to know everything about her. So she was the view paint supervisor at ILM. She still is a view paint supervisor at ILM. Um, but she specifically worked on the Phantom Man, the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So Jean, uh, started out in the theater, actually, and not in movies, wanting to do costumes and models and miniatures. And she had stated in this um, Women of VFX video, um, they did like a little spotlight on her, that prosthetic makeup is what ended up drawing her into films because she thought it was like really cool how you could make somebody completely different with just makeup. Um, and then so she cool. talks about seeing the abyss in theaters and um, (laughs) there was a scene from that that I can't remember how she described it but um, that's what got her into wanting to work for ILM and not Star Wars Um, which I appreciate like I always like when these people are Mm -hmm. like yeah I wanted to work at ILM or uh, THX or even Lucasfilm and like Star Wars wasn't the thing that got me into it it was this obscure you know I always think that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so she started at ILM in the modeling department on films like Hook and Willow. And then transitioned. she transitioned into painting when ILM wanted to start training people in computer graphics. And this is where she felt most comfortable. And then there was this very poignant quote from her um, about when she worked in the theater, the difference between working in the theater and then working at ILM. She had said, it used to be almost unnerving to go to the stage because the stage hands were all up on elevated platforms and they would taunt any woman who came on set and you would just have to put up with it. And fuck if that doesn't Ugh. speak to all of us. <laughs> um, yeah. But then she describes yeah. going into ILM and she was just treated with the utmost respect, um, which I appreciate. That's that's good to hear. <laughs> Yeah, that is really good to hear. Especially at the time happy. that she came into ILM. Like, it wasn't within recent years, you know? Like, this is the 90s. Yeah. And, I mean, shit's always been bad for women. But, you know, if there was disrespect going on, it wasn't broadcasted at a higher level, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, she was the view paint supervisor for the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Um, and to my understanding, uh, view paint is a 3D texturing tool that allows artists to paint directly onto CG models, which is really fucking rad. Yeah. Um, and so basically anything that was CG came through Jean's department during the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. 
And within that time, she helped develop one of the first 3D paint programs, which is like, hell fucking yeah. That's so cool. Like, this is incredible. She helps develop one of the first 3D paint programs. She's helping pioneer the CG industry. And, like, we don't know about her. Yeah. I know. That's ridiculous. Like, right. and she's never talked about. Like, she's been working in this field for over 30 years. My God. And it's crazy because everyone hails Phantom Menace and the prequels as being like they yeah. push technology forward with, with computer graphics so much and then and she's she was never at the mentioned. Helmet. Oh, now I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we're doing this because yeah. we need to recognize these women who pushed things forward and made difference yep. made a difference yep. and were badass in their field. Yes. Um some of the characters that she worked on that she specifically mentioned in the uh Phantom Menace uh, panel was Sebulba, Jar Jar, CG Yoda, which thank God for CG Yoda because Puppet Yoda in the Phantom Menace is fucking terrifying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forget that my DVD of the Phantom Menace yeah. still has Puppet Yoda, and so like I'll watch it and then all of a sudden he comes on and I'm like ah, <laughs> go away you demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she said her favorite character to work on was Watto. Um, because she, That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. She she really loved all of like the textures and stuff like that. And um, that he was like a junk collector because she said that if she wasn't doing this, she would totally be like set up at a farmer's market or a fleet market with all of her junk because she likes to collect things. Like, ran <laughs> like random junk because she likes to learn about the textures of them so that she can use it in her work, which is really fucking cool. That's so, really cool. She's like, I relate to Watto, and I'm like, mm, you're probably the only one, but okay. <laughs> this is so random and weird, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so then one of the nice things at the end of the Phantom Menace panel is uh, Warwick Davis like went down the line and gave a nice little blurb about everybody. Who was there? And so the little blurb that he gave about Jean was Jean Bolte has been a leading artist in the world of VFX for decades. She continued as a view paint supervisor on Star Wars Attack of the Clones and remains at ILM to this day. Her 30 plus year career, one of the longest tenured women at Lucasfilm, has garnered dozens of feature film credits. Her blending with handcrafted experience with technical innovation is an example to her fellow artists today and to all those to come. She's the longest tenured woman at Lucasfilm and we don't know who she is. Uh-huh. Fucking hell, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking pissed off. <laughs> wow. And she's just like, she's so fucking cool. Like, she's one of those women that went from the era of like real like tangible art to digital mm -hmm. and she's crossed over there seem I mean I don't know how seamlessly that was it might have been a challenge for her we don't know mm -hmm. but she's been able to make that transition which I know like there's a lot of animators that are like older that worked for Disney for a long time and they like haven't been able to bridge that into yeah. computer graphics or they're too expensive mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. studios won't hire them because they cost too much and that sucks. Right. But it's nice that there's someone that's been able to bridge that gap and been able to transfer her skills like this. And she's been there for 30 freaking years. Right. Like, well, I mean, she hasn't been necessarily at ILM for 30 years, but wait, I mean, I don't know. Has she? Yeah. 
Okay, never mind. About, <laughs> I would think. Um, yeah, because I mean, how many? How long did it take to make the Phantom Menace? They were a bajillion years filming. Yeah, right. So yeah, that makes well, sense. And, I guess like Willow came out in 1988. Oh, I forgot about and... that. Yeah, and then Hook was like in the mid 90s, early mid 90s. How old was I when yeah. Hook came out? So oh my she's god! At yeah, least been then... at ILM um, since the 80s. So, yeah. Damn. Um, and just to add insult to injury of why the fuck don't we know about Jean, uh, some of her most recent credits include uh, being a digital artist for Iron Man, um, a digital artist on Pacific Rim, a texture artist on Avengers Age of Ultron, and a visual effects artist on Deepwater Horizon. And she's got a bajillion other credits, but wow. those are the ones that I was like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Like the big films, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because a lot of times you don't get to know who these people are. Like they're just a name in like the vast list of mm-hmm. other artists. So, which sucks. It's like we should right. know who these people are. I have an interesting story about Deepwater Horizon. That's a sure. complete tangent. Um, <laughs> so that story is based off of my friend's life. She was she was um Gina, uh, what's her name? Gina. Fuck, why can't I remember her name? Here we go. Deepwater Horizon. Gina. Whatever. The actress that played the woman that was on the, the rig, she played what my friend Andrea. The hell? Yeah. So. How does that <laughs> shit happen? How does that shit happen? Like, she did interviews and all this stuff, and she's. she's oh, she opened a bakery in Long Beach, and they're doing great. Yeah, she went to school. She went to culinary school, and. Um, in New York <laughs> good money. for her <laughs> you get that money girl it's crazy she was the only speaking of only women and highlighting women she was the only woman on Damn. the rig when that happened <laughs> and i think that's portrayed in the movie yeah. i can't remember it's been a while could you imagine it, like but, all of a sudden there's yeah. a movie about you yeah like it was crazy because we didn't know like mm-hmm. she was in talks with studios and all of a sudden she's like oh there's this movie coming out and um marky mark <laughs> is gonna be in it and we're like what <laughs> talking about and then it starts coming up we're like oh shit this is like what happened to you because she's like you know it's like Mm -hmm. one of those things that's like a traumatic event she didn't really talk about it a lot so we didn't really know the details of what happened we just knew that like she was on an oil rig that exploded but we didn't realize it was this one and so when the movie came out we were like oh my god yeah horrible like no wonder you didn't talk about it that's wild yeah (laughs) just most famous people It's yeah, part LA of living in, in Southern California, I suppose. Here I just... <laughs> it's really wild. I mean, like, honestly, like, she could have been from anywhere and, like, uh-huh. been on this rig. So it's it's not like she had to have lived here. So it's just coincidence. Yeah. All I get are tornadoes. <laughs> Which fucking terrifies me. I would much rather have earthquakes over tornadoes. So you can keep those. I'll stay Ooh, here. I'd rather have tornadoes over earthquakes. Look, I've seen what tornadoes can do. At least you can, like, build buildings for earthquakes that can withstand shaking. Like, tornadoes, like, what do you do? You go in the basement and then your house gets flattened. Oh, well. Good luck. <laughs> or you go outside to see if you can find oh, it. Oh, fuck that. You guys are nuts. <laughs> that is that is the true Midwestern way. Ugh. Tornadoes scare the hell out of me. I, oof. yeah. Um, one of my bosses, my old bosses, lives in Dallas, and she's always trying to talk me into moving to Texas because she wants me to be mm-hmm. on her team. First of all, um, because I'm not on her <laughs> team anymore. But um, 
it, the land, you know, it's like property is so much cheaper. Cost of living is so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. She's like, your salary would go so much farther. You'd be like living in luxury. And I was like, no, I can't deal with the tornadoes and the weird weather. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, okay, whatever. I get it. But yeah, no tornadoes for me. You can keep we them. We get earthquakes here every once in a while. Really? Yeah, they're like the smallest things in the world and everybody freaks out about them because we don't get earthquakes so like you wake up the next morning and everyone's like there was an earthquake last night and you're like what (laughs) i I slept through it (laughs) what the fuck so anyway i know (laughs) (laughs) talking about the weather (laughs) yeah Um, we will probably be periodically doing these kinds of highlights of the women who helped make Star Wars. Um, so they just might pop up every now and again. And, and by, I mean, they might, they definitely will pop up every now and again. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and you listener, if you have anyone specific that is not super well known and you want us to highlight them sooner rather than later, let us know. Uh, you can drop us a an at or a dm or an email and we're always happy to to get content that you guys want to hear up here yeah aside from our soapboxes and our thirst yep (laughs) (laughs) well you can listen to lousy beautiful town on itunes spotify and google play and if you leave us a five-star review on itunes i will read it on the pod and nobody has done that in a long time and it makes me really sad I mean, we are only on episode 11, like... (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I want more. (laughs) I live for validation. Maybe we should do a giveaway or something if people leave reviews to incentivize people. We do Mm. have stickers. We have tons of stickers. Yeah. I should send you one of our stickers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I don't even have a sticker. (laughs) (laughs) I should send you one of our stickers. (laughs) Well, I feel like we should we should have more than just stickers. Maybe we should do oh, yeah. like get like a copy of Alphabet Squadron or something. Yeah. And a sticker or a couple. <laughs> we'll think about it. You can tweet us your ideas for um women who helped make Star Wars or like any kind of content that you would like to hear from us. We do have a pretty lengthy um episode ideas list, but it can always get longer. So if there's anything you'd like to hear from us, let us know at LBT Pod on Twitter. Or you can email us at lousybeautifultownpod at gmail dot com. Jess, where can they find you? You can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. And you can find me at Abby M. Cecilia. And with that, we still don't know how to end our podcast. (laughs) And we don't have a title. (laughs) Son of a bitch! (laughs) It's all right. I'll figure something out while I'm editing. (laughs) Okay.